The Devils have lost their final game of the year. They're on a long losing streak, and there's no redemption until next year. And this is just the most Devils fashion to end a season ever because uh, we gave Helberg his first win since 2017. So there's a lot to talk about in this episode, including Lindy Ruff, who's going to be a restricted and unrestricted free agent for the Devils organization. And what did I think about this season in general for the Devils? Well, there's a lot to talk about, so buckle up. You're Locked On Devils, your daily podcast on the New Jersey Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hi, this is Bryce Salvador, and you're Locked On Devils with Trey Matthews. Elias scores! Oh, Steven stepped up, nailed him. Rodora's got the puck. What a shot. The Devils win the Stanley Cup! Alrighty now, what is up, New Jersey? Welcome back to the Locked On Devils podcast here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, Kyle Chucky, play-by-play announcer, and also Devils writer for Pucks and Pitchforks, Trey Matthews. So, wow, just like that, uh, just in the blink of an eye, the Devils' 2021-2022 season is now officially over. Before we get into today's discussion, I just want to say thank you. Don't worry, I'm not going anywhere, but this is the first time that I cover the Devils for a full 82-game season because when I was first brought on by the Locked On Podcast Network, it was in the middle of a pandemic and the season was shortened to 56 games, so I was kind of put at a disadvantage and there was some stuff that I wasn't able to do, but now I got to cover the team that I love for a complete season. So once again, thank you for your support, love, and patience. Listenership is up compared to last year and also the YouTube page is heading in the right direction, so thank you guys for all the support, all the love you've shown. And I, I can't do this show without you guys, because without your listenership, without your uh, watchfulness on YouTube, whatever the case might be, there is no show. So uh, when this episode goes live, I will be graduating from college tomorrow. So wish me luck when I cross the stage. OK, now down to business. The Devils lost in sort of a devil's like fashion because they dropped the final game of the year to the Detroit Red Wings 5-3. to three. So similar to yesterday, I don't want to ruminate on the loss as much because, yes, I know it's the Red Wings, but... I still want to uh, be productive for today's episode. So let's start with the gateway question heading into the offseason. What's going to happen to the New Jersey Devils? So in yesterday's episode, I talked mostly about Lindy Ruff. I talked about is he cooked? Is he done? Is he on his final leg in terms of being the Devils head coach? And personally, in the last game, I don't blame Lindy Ruff for the loss because you can't really blame Lindy Ruff for rolling with the players that he was given because... Uh, There were a great number of players that were out for the New Jersey Devils. So Heischer and Subban were ruled out. Tatar was ruled out. Jack Hughes, Jonathan Bernier, Jonas Siegenthaler, Miles Wood. Obviously, they can't play. They can't suit up. So there was definitely a lot of narratives that weren't really going into the way of Lindy Ruff. And I felt as though a lot of people were scapegoating him and not really giving a fair assessment. And I think the same could be said for this game somewhat. However, I am aware of the fact that the New Jersey Devils just, they didn't have good execution this game. Uh, At first, they were able to make it competitive because the Red Wings got the first goal of the game. And then Dawson Mercer was able to tie it. Uh, Then in the second period, same situation. Uh, Red Wings get the first goal of period number two, and then Nolan Foote is able to tie it. So once again, Nolan Foote trying to contribute and just show everyone that he is an 
NHL-capable player despite struggling in Utica this season. So Nolan Foote will definitely be an X-factor going into next season. However, I don't want to jump ahead. Let's get back to the discussion about Lindy Ruff. So ultimately, guys, do I think Lindy Ruff will be the head coach for the New Jersey Devils? And I'm really just trying to save this overall full-fledged discussion for a future episode. I'm going to have to wait until after the exit meetings occur so that way I could get a fair assessment as to what's going to happen, where's the headspace at for Tom Fitzgerald, the general manager, and also Lindy Ruff. Because my main concern about Lindy Ruff isn't his X's and O's. It's not his play calling. It's not his execution. It's the fact that, you know, he's getting up there in age and I just feel as though, is he a long-term solution? Because I don't have anything against him as a head coach per se. I feel as though a good amount of the blame should be shifted over towards his assistant coaches, but that's a discussion for another time. And I feel as though Ruff has just been in the midst of a lot of unfortunate circumstances. Like I said in the previous episode that I just feel like he's unlucky in some sort of sense because he's had to deal with COVID. He's had to deal with injuries. Going into the Detroit Red Wings game, Christy Flannery of the Hockey Writers tweeted this out saying that players finishing up their best offensive seasons of their career. You got Bastion, you got Boquist, Brock. Heizer, Hughes, McLeod, Sharon Govich, Zaka, Graves, Severson, and Siegenthaler. So look at all those players that were able to have career years for the New Jersey Devils under the guidance and tutelage of Lindy Ruff. So I want you guys to factor that into consideration when you want to slander Lindy Ruff because I feel as though, yes, the, the results don't show it, but at the same time, just think of the amount of bad luck that the New Jersey Devils had to deal with during the course of this year. And it dates back to the second game of the year when Jack Hughes, who arguably is our best player, went down with an injury and Jesper Brod had to try to keep the team afloat. So once again, I'm just trying to do sort of a follow-up uh, discussion to yesterday's episode in regards to Lindy Ruff and his job security because right now it's 50-50 according to a lot of sources. And I really don't know what's going to happen to Lindy Ruff. There's obviously a lot of factors that people aren't considering, but I think the biggest one of all is that, you know, all of our young players were able to develop. Now, if our young players took a step backwards and the results are not showing, then no doubt you got to fire Lindy Ruff. But just think about the development. Think about the progression and think of the bad luck. I feel as though those are the two key factors into determining Lindy Ruff and his overall job security because do you really think the Devils would have that sort of season if all of our players were healthy, if all of our players didn't go into protocol? Because remember, towards the middle of the year, uh, the NHL uh, went a little easier on their COVID procedures. So once again, I feel like if you give Lindy Ruff a full-fledged season, just one more season because it's been confirmed that he was originally signed to a three-year deal. So next year would be his final season if the Devils decide to keep him on and there's no COVID restrictions and there's little to no injuries, then I feel as though the Devils would have a much, much, much better season. And then the goaltending situation with Mackenzie Blackwood and Jonathan Bernier, that's definitely another priority you need to factor in because he can't control Mackenzie Blackwood getting hurt. Well, he could in a sense by not overworking him, but still, I'm sure he's learned his lesson. You could definitely shift some of the blame to Lindy Ruff in that case and also his assistant coaches. And then for Jonathan Bernier, got hurt early on and just wasn't able to make it back onto the sheet of ice. So once again, guys, I get it. I know it's uh, frustrating. I know that uh, you you want to see Lindy Ruff go in a sense just because the results aren't there, especially with the amount of talent we have on our roster. 
But the the overall thing that I noticed this season was that our young guys were able to develop. And Kyle Shapiro, the emergency backup goalie for New Jersey Devils, who appeared on this show a couple uh, episodes ago, he said that he loved the overall development that Lindy Ruff had for his young guys. Because here's the thing, Kyle Shapiro, albeit it was for a short amount of time, he's actually been inside the Devils locker room and he's seen everything happen firsthand. And I get that maybe he's not the best source to go to, but... That's a better source than a lot of other people. I trust Cal Shapiro's word over some uh, credential press members just because Cal Shapiro has been a part of the team. He's seen it behind the scenes. He's seen everything close up. So I think my overall concern for Lindy Ruff isn't his X's and O's. It's just like, is he a long-term solution? So after his final year of his contract is up, do you sign him to an extension? Because that's the one concern I have, which is just the age factor. So once again, guys, when uh, assessing this overall season, I don't think it was a complete failure for Lindy Ruff. I feel as though we're making him out to be the scapegoat. There's some losses that you can blame Lindy Ruff in sort of an aspect, but I feel as though for the most part this season, he's just been unlucky. He's had to deal with a lot of unfortunate circumstances, including the passing of his father. That can definitely take a hinder on your personal life. And then Overall, uh, he just hasn't had uh, consistency in terms of just making the lineup card because the Devils had to deal with a great amount of injuries. And another player that I want to factor in is P.K. Subban because P.K. Subban has shown improvement as well. And it's gotten to the point where people actually do want P.K. Subban back just for a reasonable deal because... Uh, This year for P.K. Subban, he's shown minor improvement in 77 game appearances. He had five goals, 17 assists for a grand total of 22 points, and his plus-minus was negative eight. Compare that to last year, his uh, plus-minus was negative 16, and he had 19 points. So overall, you see also P.K. Subban, while a far cry from what he once was, you see the development over on that end as well. So when reflecting on this season, when going into the offseason, and when waiting for the exit interviews, I just want you guys to consider, do you actually blame Lindy Ruff? Do you think that he deserves a, a, a good amount of this blame? Or are we just scapegoating him and we're not looking at the overall aspects of it? So I personally believe, no, I'm going to save my opinion for a future episode, and then I'm going to give you guys my opinion. And uh, I, I like I said, I'll wait till the exit interviews. But overall, I think Lindy Ruff has done a good job of developing the young guys, and hopefully uh, we'll see what happens in the near future. But for right now, I think um, I think what the Devils need to do, and I saw this on a YouTube comment in yesterday's episode, uh, maybe you need to sit down all the players, maybe uh, preferably uh, players who will be everyday players, that's a given, and the leaders of the team and see what do they think about Lindy Ruff, do they think it's time to move on, because players like Jack Hughes, Nico Heischer, uh, Jesper Brat, even Miles Wood, they have big voices in the locker room, and they certainly can conduct uh, what they want to hear throughout the entirety of the year. And if they're tired of hearing, hearing Lindy Ruff, then the front office will do anything to make the young guys happy so that way they can just uh, take it to the next level. So there's my overall thoughts uh, as the season concludes. And uh, before we talk more about the unrestricted and restricted free agents that the Devils have to deal with, it's time for the first live read this morning. And it comes from our friends at Built Bar. So summer's cooking. And with summer, you're going to need some food on the go. Built Bars are the perfect snack to take with you uh, on family vacation. Throw them in your bags, in your kids' backpack. Make sure that everyone has a bar so that way you're fueled for the summer adventures. The best part about Built Bars, they're healthy and delicious. No more sacrificing delicious food for health. With Built Bars, you can have both.
Bolt. It's easy, and all you have to do is go to Built.com and order now. All Built Bars and Puffs are covered in 100% real chocolate. That means with Built Bar, you could eat healthy and actually enjoy doing so. You haven't tried the Puffs yet? Well, here's the thing, guys. We are going crazy for Puffs. They come in crazy flavors like banana cream pie and even churro. Who doesn't want a protein bar that tastes like a churro? Like, come on. When I go to Disney World, I love churros. And they're only 140 calories. You know what? I'm going to sign myself up, and I'm going to sign you up in the process. And if that's not enough flavor for you, then you might want to get the mix Box. The mix Box comes with 12 flavors of bars and puffs, and there's something for everyone when you order from Bill Bar. Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Go to Built.com and get all your favorite flavors, banana cream pie, raspberry, double chocolate, and so many more. They're all delicious, and new flavors are coming out all the time. Check them out at Built.com. They're waiting for you. So the offer is go to Built.com, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. And now, the second live read comes from our friends at BetOnline.net. So BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your bet stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the MLB season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sport wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Please remember to gamble responsibly and visit our friends at LockedOnBets for all your betting needs there as well so the coaching staff might not be the only ones heading out of the devil's organization we need to look at unrestricted free agents and also restricted free agents for new jersey devils this upcoming offseason so for the unrestricted free agent side of things you got pk suban jimmy vc andrew hammond john gillies mason gearston and colton white and then for the restricted free agent list you got jesper brat miles wood pavel zaka jesper boquist and fabian zetterlin so Let's start with the unrestricted free agents. So it's been revealed that the front office doesn't really intend on extending P.K. Subban's contract. Maybe, just maybe by the smallest margin, they could possibly bring him back on a cheaper deal if they don't find anyone else to fill out the roster. But prior to the trade deadline, Tom Fitzgerald did tell P.K. Subban's camp that they don't intend on re-signing him. I would personally like to see P.K. Subban back for New Jersey Devils just on a reasonable contract. However, I don't think it's going to happen. So I think P.K. Subban is pretty much one foot out the door for a Devils organization, or I guess two feet out the door now since the season is over. And then for Jimmy VC, I would definitely resign him to maybe a year or two and see maybe what you could get out there in the trade market. I think they did try putting Jimmy VC out there for a lot of feelers. I feel like VC's overall production is definitely heavily slept on. He can help you with your special teams, and he knows how to you know swipe the puck away from opposing uh, uh, teams. So my thing for Jimmy VC is that he was definitely a player who was heavily slept on for New Jersey Devils. Originally, he was uh, signed to a tryout deal, and I didn't think he was going to make the roster. But lo and behold, Jimmy VC has been a very effective player. Now, do I really need to say anything for Andrew Hammond or John Gillies? I think it's safe to say that neither one of them will be coming back to the Devils organization. Uh, You don't have to go back home, but you got to stay far away from the Prudential Center. So Andrew Hammond and John Gillies, I think they would be very lucky to uh, see themselves on on NHL rosters come next year. So I'm just saying that. So Andrew Hammond, John Gillies, I'm not even going to talk much about that. Gearston, I don't really see him coming back. I think the Devils will let him walk, but uh, I don't know. I don't really have a strong opinion either way. And then Colton White, 
I feel as though Devils really need to bring back Colton White because I feel like he could be a very effective player. And I think a lot of Devils personalities agree with me in that sort of aspect. So once again, I would like to see Colton White back in the Devils organization. Uh, and I feel as though that's a player that we haven't really talked too much on this show. But uh, in 27 game appearances, he had a plus minus, a plus two, and he had four assists. So I think a player with uh, potential, still relatively young. He's only 24 years of age. So uh, for Colton White in his situation, I would bring him back just to see what he could do in terms of his overall development. So uh, there's your unrestricted free agent list. And now let's move over to the RFA. And the big one is Jesper Brat. So I got a couple insiders, and uh, one of them is Devils Insiders. In a recent tweet, they said that general manager Tom Fitzgerald said we'll have some interesting conversations with his agent in regards to Jesper Brat. Alex Javancy also chimed in on Twitter saying that Fitzgerald also says that they've had very preliminary talks with Jesper Brat about a contract extension, says Brat has proven he can drive a line and is due for a raise. So I think it's safe to say, and hopefully this doesn't jinx anything, I think a deal will get done for Jesper Brat uh, to come back to the New Jersey Devils on an extension. I feel as though they should re-sign Jesper Brat to maybe a two to three year deal just to be a little safe because there's no guarantee that he'll keep up this consistency of being a, I guess, quote unquote, borderline all-star. So once again, Jesper Brat has definitely shown some signs uh, moving forward. Uh, depending on who you ask, uh, people will say that he was our best player this year. I personally still think it was Jack Hughes, but ultimately, um, uh, I think a side will get done for uh, Jesper Brat. Then Miles Wood, we've talked about his situation. I think he has no choice but to opt in to his um, extension for another year just because I don't think there's going to be any teams uh, calling the phones for Miles Wood just due to his big injury and his lack of production when he did come back. And I said, uh, just shut him down for the entirety of the year. It was really pointless bringing him back because he provided little to nothing other than getting into a couple of fights and hits here and there but even then that was minuscule and then Pavel Zaka uh if if the Devils are going to re-sign Pavel Zaka it's to just trade him away because Pavel Zaka I think he's pretty much done with the Devils organization and I think it's uh time to move on and then for Jesper Boquist bring him back definitely Jesper Boquist went on a big tour uh just sticking up his middle finger and just saying you know what I can do this and I'll admit when I'm wrong Jesper Boquist definitely turned some heads this year same with Fabian Zetterlin and uh Zetterlin was able to score in the game against the Detroit Red Wings so um I I think Fabian Zetterlin is definitely going to take someone's roster position next year because he has so much size uh, but yet he is so skillful as well. And that's uh, a rarity sometimes because, like I said, he's just this big guy coming down the lane for our forwards. And yet he has like the finesse of a ballerina, if you will. So I think Fabian Zetterlin definitely deserves a roster spot for the New Jersey Devils next year. But uh, that's obviously out of my control. But ultimately, guys, when looking at the unrestricted free agent list and also the restricted free agent list, those are your players that could potentially uh, either stay with the Devils organization or or make their way out. Um, like I said, there's not really one player that I'm really concerned about. I think the player that, you know, just uh, sets off an alarm in my head would have to be P.K. Subban and Jesper Brat because Jesper Brat, I really hope we're able to get an extension done. I don't see uh, Brat leaving the Devils organization, but that's just something to take into consideration. And then for P.K. Subban, it's just like, I really want to bring him back. I really do. I feel like he's a very good voice in the locker room. I feel as though he's a good leader. I feel like, you know, even though he's a far cry from 
from what he once was, he still provides, uh, you know, that overall production that the the Devils, you know, wanted to see out of him. And he has improved. I, I said it early on in the episode. So I really want to bring P.K. Subban back, but it doesn't look like it's going to happen. So uh, there you go. There's your list of players that might be seeing themselves out the door uh, come uh, the offseason. But uh, P.K. Subban, I'm glad that he was able to come back for the final game of the year. And I think he's aware that that was probably his final game to be played at the Prudential Center in a devil sweater. Okay, so before I compare final stats for the final time this season, I do want to give a shout-out to Dawson Mercer because Dawson Mercer, after uh, tonight's matchup, officially became the only player this season for the New Jersey Devils to suit up in all 82 games. Jeff O'Connor tweeted this out saying that Mercer playing all 82 games in his rookie season as a 20-year-old after playing 39 total QM JHL International Games last season is the most Dawson Mercer thing to ever Dawson Mercer. Even with a slump or two, or maybe five in his case, uh, he's going to finish with at least 41 points. So he said that Dawson Mercer is a boss in that regards. And also uh, Lucas Raymond and Mo Sider for the uh, Red Wings uh, were the only rookies as well to uh, be in that same category as Dawson Mercer to suit up in all 82 games this season. So congratulations to not only Dawson Mercer, but Lucas Raymond and Mo Sider as well, because that is definitely a hard thing to do. And, you know, it, for rookies, it's just easy to sit them because, you know, they're rookies, they get the short end of the stick. And uh, I remember when we were having discussions as to who was going to win the Calder, was it going to be Raymond? Was it going to be Sider? Was it going to be um, was it going to be Mercer probably coming off with the upset victory? But unfortunately, Dawson Mercer has, like I said, gone into a couple slumps here and there. So that kind of took him out the running fairly early. But at the same time, I just love the um, overall effort that Dawson Mercer showed uh, this season and him being the only player to suit up in 82 games. Uh, it, it goes to show you that the, the kid is definitely tough as nails and hopefully uh, he can remain consistent going into next year. So here's another thing that I wanted to tell you guys, and this is sort of a downer one. So uh, Devil State of Mind podcast, my buddy Neil tweeted this out saying, it should be pointed out that the Red Wings goalie Magnus Hellberg had not started nor won an NHL game since 2017-2018 season until tonight. If this isn't the most devil thing to do uh, to cap the season, then I don't know what to say. Uh, so yeah, Magnus Helberg had not appeared in an NHL game in a couple years, 2017, 2018, and yet he was able to get the win over the New Jersey Devils. Definitely not a way how we wanted to end our season, but it just goes to show you the type of season the New Jersey Devils have had uh, this season. So for the final time this season, I will uh, give the final stats and then I will give the Devils a letter grade and I might be just a little bit generous just because it's the final game of the year. So shots on goal differential, 35 to 23 in favor of the Red Wings. Faceoff percentage, 56% to 44% in favor of the Devils. Power play, Red Wings were 0 for 2, Devils were 0 for 1. So they couldn't get that final power play goal just to, um, you know, just, just to make Mark Recchi look a little bit better. Hits. 18 to 14 in favor of the Devils. Blocks 18 to 10 in favor of the Red Wings. Giveaways. Devils led that department 9 to 3. So, when rating this game, um, the first two periods were actually pretty decent, but that third period collapsed once again. Uh, that just goes to show you um, how the Devils have been playing. And and luckily, Heischer and Brat were able to get an, an assist this game to uh, just uh, bump up their points totals. Hamilton was able to get an assist. Boquist was able to get an assist. Zetterlin, uh, like I said, had a goal, and then he also had an assist on Dawson Mercer's goal. So once again, um, uh, you know, there were some positive aspects, and the Devils are a young team, and 
Um, the, the, like I've said a couple times throughout the entirety of these last couple weeks, I've said that uh, this is sort of a tryout period for some of the young guys to see who, who makes the roster next year. So uh, giving Helberg his first win in his first game appearance since 2017 has definitely put a bad taste in my mouth. So I'm going to give the Devils a C minus. Like I said, it's it's the last game of the year. Uh, the teacher is about to go on summer vacation. So I'm going to be somewhat generous towards the New Jersey Devils. And they've shown uh, some improvement in terms of just developing the young guys and their overall potential. So let me know what you guys think. What did you think about this season? I'm going to uh, save my overall assessment of the season uh when the exit interviews start to roll out i'm also going to break down some exit interviews and give you guys my opinions as to what the devils have been saying to the media i did that last year you guys seem to enjoy it so i'm going to do it again this year but overall for new jersey devils uh season is over and i can't believe it 82 games down and it, it went by quickly so uh thank you guys for riding along with me this uh season uh once again the 2021 2022 season for new jersey devils is now officially over and we missed the playoffs once again but uh we will definitely be back next year and i feel as though we're definitely uh heading in the right uh place in terms of just trying to get back to what we once were like a decade ago so uh devils are on the right track so they finished the season second last in the metropolitan division uh they had a record of 27 46 and 9 and they were able to have uh, uh 63 points and they were two points above the flyers and about 20 points behind the Blue Jackets. So we were really never in the running for uh, coming away with that wild card position, were we? So ultimately, guys, that's how the cookie crumbles, and that's how our season ends. So once again, I'm Trey Matthews, and now it is officially the offseason for New Jersey Devils. Expect a lot of silly season episodes. Expect a lot of discussions with Devils personalities, draft uh, experts, and I'm looking forward to the summer. But like I said, my number one priority right now is to graduate and uh, I'm looking forward to it. So, guys, uh, it's been a roller coaster uh, for me and my family the last couple days, but I'm all here for it. I love roller coasters and I love amusement parks. So, uh, man, I, I don't know how to close out this episode. I'm 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 stuttering over my words, but uh, continue to stay safe. Have a wonderful day, New Jersey. Go Devils! And I'll catch you guys in the next episode. It is now the off season and. Uh, come Sunday, I'll be a college graduate. So that's going to be a little weird to say for a few days. So once again, guys, go Devils, and I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening once again.